Good morning. This is Paula Grandquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show as we celebrate all things creating and share stories together. And of course, we're going to tune our imaginations today. So last week on Art Zany Radio, we talked about the end of life and tried to open up our minds to engaging with the idea of our life's end. So this week, let's flip the script a bit and focus on the in-between time. That's a time beginning from birth through all of your life. That in-between time is vast, of course, if you're lucky. And in-between is full of possibilities and many phases. Babyhood, childhood, teen years, young adulthood, and of course that delightful long time of adulting and all the way up to our senior years. And when I think about this time, I wonder why we break it up into segments. What if we thought about this life as one big, expansive, wonderful, adventurous time? I wonder what we would change. And it's such a gift that we're given. And what do we make of this in-between time? How do we bring awareness to ourselves of this time? And how do we turn that into the fullest life possible? That's where we have choice. And that's, of course, where we will find the beauty of life. And isn't that what's most essential to the in-between time? When you consider this between, what comes to your mind first? I feel both a sense of awe and a little bit of a rush to fit it all in. And we're living in the between breaths. The between hours, weeks, months, decades, the whole life. We're breathing the between now. We are between and that's exactly all that we know. What a glorious space. And I hope that Art Zany Radio can illuminate those in-between times and give you an arty option to consider that enhances that experience for you. We give you all kinds of stories today, and today I'm really excited. It feels like the right moment as school ends and we move to the glorious summer to talk to two wonderful guests, both Chris Ash and Mike Meehan from the band No Time for Fame. I'm going to open up the mics and welcome to the Art Zany Radio studio. Thanks for having Hi. us. Thanks, Paul. It's a thrill to have you back. It's been a few years. It has. <laughs> and you are uh, back together with the band, No Time for Fame. And you've got new songs that you recorded at Pachyderm. We'll be listening to one of those and then sharing information about that. But the most important thing is we've got a performance coming up this weekend. We do, yes. And that is at Imminent Brewing right here in, in downtown Northfield on Division Street. That's their address. They're actually like... Right. On Division Street, but off of Division Street, right next to the Armory, and I always call it the wrong name, the grocery store. Uh, family I would, Fair. I would say Econo. Econo, I, family, it's all synonymous. <laughs> it right? kind of rolls yeah. off. It, it gets right. stuck. So that that's an easy place to find. Um, they'll probably have a food truck there, and your music starts at 6 p.m. So that's really exciting. Yeah, we're excited to be back performing live it's been a while yeah since, exactly since and for folks that don't know time for fame the description is that the you have your feet soundly rooted in classic american rock and dish out guitar driven tunes with smart contemporary lyrics laced with playful riffs and rhythmic interludes i would echo that it's just as i said earlier the the music has just been you know 
lively. It's been playing in my house. I've just been thinking, this is great stuff. This is, it just feels like what, what we need right now, right? So uh, uh, tell me, uh, introduce yourselves for those that, that were missed your last appearance and tell us a little bit about your musical world and um, anything about your, your work or yourself that you want to share so people can get to know you a little bit better. Who wants to, they're pointing to Mike, so Mike's going to go first. All right, I'm on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Meehan. Um, uh, I am, uh, I, I play guitar at No Time for Fame. Um, I'm, I've been a Northfielder for, uh, for about 16, 17 years. Um, and uh, uh, kind of got to know uh, the music scene through my kids, I guess, uh, realizing that uh, the parents of, of kids and my, my wife's a teacher, her coworkers, just there were a lot of musicians in town. And um, I, I had played guitar uh, through high school, played in cover bands and garage bands and, <laughs> and, and all that fun stuff and um, sort of rediscovered music uh, in Northfield, getting to know people and, and getting to play with people again. So... Um, my day job is as an architect, so I uh, I um, work up in the cities uh, for a company. We do uh, we do a lot of airport work, so that's that's exciting. And um, uh, what else to say? Um, yeah, no time for I've been with no time for fame with these guys for about five years now. So um, it's been a lot of fun, creative, um, really focusing on originals, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something I didn't get to do like in high school, right? I mean, it cover just, bands, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it was really fun to, uh, to kind of flex those creative muscles and, um, and, and just explore kind of, you know, music as a new way of, of, of art and expression. So how did your kids feel when you were, uh, said, I'm going to join the band? What did they say? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were fine with it. They, they've been big fans. So I That's yeah, wonderful. count myself as lucky. They, uh, you know, came to the shows and come to the shows. They have stickers on their water bottles. Yeah. They have t-shirts that they wear in public. So I, I count it as, yeah, a win. That seems plus. like the right time to say that, that our kids are actually performing with us on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. So uh, Edie, my daughter, is, is going to join us for Hello, a couple Edie. Songs. I miss yeah. you. She was on the Arts and Culture Commission and is just one of the one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> a little shout out. So she's uh, she just finished up her, her freshman year at, at Luther and is going to sit in. Um, she's been playing bass, so she's going to play bass with us for a song and sing a couple songs with us. So. Yeah, um, she had us. She had us learn something we usually wouldn't do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's going to sing a, a great version of a, a metric song that's going to be a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Uh, that is what a great full circle, right? I yeah. mean, be able to have them up there with you, and right. now they're out doing their thing. Thank you. That that was really interesting. I'm I'm glad we, you, you shared all that. And yeah. how about for you, Chris? Tell us a little bit about your sure. world. Uh, so Chris Ash had been same. I think we've been in town for about the same number of years. Moved relatively uh, uh, at the same time. Our kids were in uh, school together. We have our oldest sons are were classmates. So we yeah. Mike and I have known each other pretty much. I think since we've moved in into Northfield. Since our kids were in kindergarten. Right. Yeah. Since our kids were in kindergarten. Right. Oh gosh. Um, and, uh, so I, uh, um, have been playing with a group of guys. I've been, was one of those things where our, my, I think I turned 30 and I'm like, I, and I finally got done with, with school. It took me a long time to get through college. And I thought, what am I going to do with all my time now after spending all this time working and going to school and having a family and everything. And once I was done with school, I thought, well, I should, I should really take up guitar. And I met a couple of guys friends of mine that I had from back back home in Wisconsin that lived in the cities and we started playing a little bit in a small bedroom up in St. Louis Park and then decided to 
start like it just kind of progressed. They're like, well, maybe we should write a couple songs. You know, maybe we should have a basement show. Maybe we should try to play at the four hundred bar sometime. Maybe we, you know, it's just little little, little stepping, stepping stones, stones yeah. right? Um, uh, with that that old band, and we played for a while and had a lot of fun. Uh, and then um, about five years ago, that kind of just naturally fell apart, and <laughs> we needed to rebrand. So uh, brought in a few ex- uh, new people, a new bass player, and Mike and. Um, uh, have been playing as No Time for Fame for for about five years, and have had the opportunity to spend three um, three sessions in studio, uh, recording songs, uh, and playing playing out and around town. So it's been which is uh, pretty great, great for yeah. kind of a you know a band that has no time for fame, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny the older we get, uh, more people are retiring, and now they're saying they actually do have time for fame. So. Yeah. So we're flexible. Right. We <laughs> so right. you could be open to the opposite as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, right. another great story. Are, are any of your kids coming to play? Yeah. Uh, Olivia, our youngest, is going to be, uh, she's just wrapping up her junior year today, and uh, she plays the cello. And one of the songs that we recorded, Phone on the Wall, which uh, we recorded in March, she actually played the cello on the song. So uh, we wrote a part for her. Um, it just sounded like it needed a cello. And, uh, and yeah, so that, she it, came in. And... We'll play a little bit of that. It's a really interesting combination with the guitar fo- yeah. forward and then to have the counterbalance. It's kind of a cool mix. Right. It is. And it, yeah, I remember the first time we heard it in the studio with the, with the cello and it was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's it. So, and, so. And were your kids as supportive as Mike's is in, in when you said I'm, well, you were always in a band maybe for, for their lives. Yes. They pretty much their whole lives. I've, okay. They've, they've come. They've come and seen us play. Yep. So yeah, they 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 think I think it's it's cool. My uh, daughter is a uh, out at New Hampshire, and uh, she actually is a DJ on the college station out there. So it was nice. We we pushed her pretty hard. Like Caroline, play our music. Play our music. So, <laughs> so Durham Durham New Hampshire got a dose of uh, no time for fame. So, um, so you have a big so following out there. I think, I think there. she's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. I think that's that's great. And there is, I think there's something in the band from at least the music that I was listening to. There's this joyous undernote, right? And this enthusiasm and this um, energy that comes through that is really, really delightful to listen to. Um, you know, tell us how you, you know, found that because finding that right mix of people to, you know, have have that come forth and, you know, in you writing your own songs, a lot of them, and that that's that's always a challenge. Right. Um, uh, what what about makes this group pretty incredibly special? Wow, where to start? Um, <laughs> it's always it's always just been a really um, supportive, safe, creative space. Um, Agreed. Let's talk about how you create that because I think that is got to be a key to having you know things come out that that you you know feel proud of and that you can uh, share and you want to to go out with and play again and again. And so, uh, you know, how do you work as a group to to make those songs feel that way what makes it a creative safe place i i think that there's room for everyone to do what they want to do with their part right i i -hmm. I mean there and there's a lot of dialogue i feel with us back and forth about what works and what doesn't like a a good honesty and like let's try and and openness to try Okay. Um, and some things land and some things don't. But And you're uh, willing to say when it does and it doesn't and yes, like, okay, yeah. no, we're not doing that. Or how yeah. about if? Or right. you've created kind of a, uh, an environment where uh, ideas flow, it sounds like. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah there's times where things happen and, and we're all just grinning at each other and excited <laughs> when we're done and then there's other times where we kind of look at each other and you know you shake heads and like well i don't know if we need to do that again. So, <laughs> um, and that and that's fine i mean that's there's you know you, you put a lot of ideas out there and some some grow and some flourish and others uh, others you don't need to carry on, right? Do you think that comes with time and either either time being together or just as you you know move on in life and you think um, it, it, some things just aren't worth having a battle over? I don't. I, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as a battle, but it. I I think definitely the more ideas you can put out there, the the you'll get the you know that percentage of the good ideas, right? Will will survive. And so maybe that that's something that there's a you know groups that that do have those sort of battles or they have big egos that you know right. insist on things they forget that you're missing that whole extra layer that comes when you say well no not that but how about if we do right. this or how about if we add that or let's change this instrument or you know play with things right. yeah I, and I think that first of all everyone in the band has had or has real jobs right i mean that is so there's no no one is thinking like oh my gosh we this is this has got to be it like this is what we're doing going forward so at least for me when i show up thursday nights at band practices it is it's like oh good we're here like you know um and why have that be a battle as well i mean life is hard enough so that is a nice little fun creative space to 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 play and and I don't know, I think everyone kind of understands yeah. where, where we are as a band and what we want to get out of it. And, and, and that's the fun, the fun time. Right? And, and how would you describe to people who say, well, what does, if, what does no time for fame sound like? What's your, what's your, <laughs> what's your line? What's well, your, we have an answer to that, but it's, you know, it's, it's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> it'll stay, stay inside, but I don't. It's fun. I mean, I think we're fun. I think we have a lot of energy. Um, uh, I, I think we're. I think we're clearly fans of music from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. Mm-hmm. Guitar driven, I think, is a spot on. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're guitar fans. Um, we, uh, we're you know we're a, a, a big five piece rock band, right? So right. it's uh, it's not right. always quiet. It's uh, and we try to bring as much energy as we can to it. Um, and you're having fun up there. I think yeah. that's something that it, it at least it feels like to me. Like yes. you, you know, you're trading off solos, but you're cheering everybody on, and you're. Uh, it just sounds like you. This is your a place you you want to be, and that makes the audience go, "Yeah, I want to be with them too." And that that part is comes across really um, easily. You released uh, your first. I don't. Well, maybe it wasn't your first. No time for fame in 2021. Was that a uh, first album? Yeah, the EP. Yeah. Yeah, we had five songs on that one. Right. And 2021 was a different time to release an album. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about the experience with that and um, you know, kind of were you able to play any shows? It was it was such a weird time in our world. Yeah, we uh we were able to I think the first EP that we did was was before COVID and that whole thing. So we were able to go out and do a few shows and and what have you. But then uh, when we recorded Save It for Arizona, which uh, uh we did right before the pandemic hit, right? I mean, yeah. like we had most of the stuff in the in the can and had just a few session or hours to to finish on the song and then COVID hit and everything shut down and the studio shut down and it took a long time to get back in there and finish that. That was a, 
Yeah. That was a struggle. Right, right. And we do have that song uh, pulled up, so maybe we should play that one now. Sure. And then people can get hear for themselves a little bit of what we've been talking about. Um, folks, this is Art Zany Radio. I'm here with Chris Ash and Mike Meehan. We're talking about No Time for Fame. This is Save It for Arizona, and uh, it was on that, that um, extended album, mm-hmm. long release. What did you call well, it? Well, yeah, well, Save It for Arizona was just a, kind of a single project it, that we did. Okay. So, a, yeah, kind and, of our second studio uh, session and and anything you want to tell us about the song before we um at the time our band our, our drummer was uh dan mills was um planning on retiring to arizona so there was a lot of chit chat about arizona so that's where the arizona theme now it makes from. a little sense okay uh, let's listen to a little bit of this song from no time for fame on arts any radio
that was Save It for Arizona by the fabulous No Time for Fame. What a what a delight. That was that was I mean the, you, you get that that whole feeling of I don't know, it just brings me back maybe is what it is, um but makes me feel like um you know there's there's that beat and you want to just get out there and enjoy enjoy the sound. Uh who who wrote that one from the group? Like micro. Oh, let me grab uh, sorry, I pop up your mics there. Yeah, that was one. That was one that I wrote. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it, kind of unusual to write something for me anyway, all the way through that comes together as a whole chunk of a song, right? And, but um, again, there were a lot of a lot of ideas that were um, both going around in our, our practice sessions, you know, because because Dan was talking about Arizona a lot, and it was <laughs> like this magical place that. It was interesting because he he um, had been to Arizona many years ago and just loved it and so wanted to get there and retire there um, eventually. Um, but then he took a trip there and the the ironic thing I guess is he took took a trip there and went back and it had changed and it wasn't like the place that he remembered had in his mind. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that so, makes so sense. So now he's now. in Chaska. <laughs> so Arizona didn't quite. Yeah. Right. Which is uh, yeah, selfishly good for us because yes. we get to hang out with him still. Right. So that um, is a good story. There's always yeah. a story behind the yeah. songs, and you talked about how each of you kind of write and and contribute to to the making of the sound of the band, and that how it's fun because you all have different sounds. So talk about what the you know differences and how that uh, you know comes through when you, you each take take the role as sort of the lead in a particular song, or do you write it all and then bring it to the band or do you write a little and bring it to the band and work on it with the band there's two or three ways that things show up at band practice right sometimes it's someone comes up with an idea and bring you know record a, a home demo and bring a fully pretty fully formed idea to the band and we'll work through it and try to workshop it that way sometimes it's um sometimes it's a sheet of lyrics with a couple of chords <clears throat> noted on it and we sort of stumble through it and, and turn it into a song other times it ends up being like with uh, with Eye on the Ball. It was a riff that Mark was playing. And Ab Descartes was that way too. Right. Just a riff that someone's playing while we're killing time or setting up or, you know, in between things. And, and it catches someone's ear and, and, you know, hey, play that again. Yeah. And... And and then you just start to build off of it. And well, what if what if that leads to a chorus that sounds like this? Or what if it you start with this chord and then go to that, and right. pretty soon you end up with a thing. Well, I think of um, uh, one of the songs we re- recorded in March. Uh, Phone on the wall was Mike played this great guitar lick, which you'll hear right. It's this great string bend, and it was like literally like three notes. That's it. And and immediately you're like, oh, that's super cool. Do that again, right? And and luckily he could. And luckily he could. <laughs> he right? could sometimes, remember what he did. Sometimes we can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> no idea. Which is why we try to record our our our, our practice sessions yeah. because stuff comes out of there that you're like, I, I don't remember what I did, but you go back and listen. Uh, it, yeah, that that just those that one little lick, those three simple notes, ended up turning into you know uh, uh, a song that we ended up recording and. And and we love very much. So that, that was that was kind of that. That's how that, that how that worked, and just just easy. That, that one just kind of came together. Yeah, yeah. And then so yeah, so the the band kind of worked together the 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 music of it, and you had 
one of your I notebooks full of scrolling words. through yeah. scrolling through my phone my notes section on my yeah my phone I was scrolling through as they were kind of just playing playing the the music and I came across lyrics that I had written I don't know probably like four or five years ago uh, and um, uh, they, they were lyrics that had were in fact one of the songs we recorded five years ago called Heavy was written at a time when uh, I had like a bunch of anxiety and uh, um, and the only way that I could kind of get a night anxiety specifically to get out of that was to get up and just write just to try to get myself out of that. And it happened once at work in the middle of the day. And I just pounded out a, just a bunch of whatever I was feeling, right. Trying to keep my mind off of that. And I quite honestly forgot about it until that, you know, whenever we started building that song and I was just looking through, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. This and saying those words and it worked. So it sounds like no song creation experience is exactly the same for any particular one. Agreed. They just yeah. so when do you know like so you add layers right? You have to have the chorus and and the verses and the you know the sounds. I mean, there's a lot that goes into building a song. I mean, it, it's not just a um, you know, the riff doesn't do it. You got to right. <laughs> work right. work around right. it. And so, how do you know when you've got something and it's then when do you know like this is time to stop like we can you can tinker forever right what's uh, what's your agreement well, in the band about that for that song specific nothing works like a deadline right? <laughs> so <laughs> so I it hear was that from all the artists it's really yes. interesting it's like oh we're going to <laughs> the studio show. right we're a... <laughs> going into the studio to record this we have to figure this out um so that that definitely uh, adds an element of let's kind of figure this out and every week things just get I, continually improved right and um so that is one way but i also would say that i mean there are some songs that we're playing right now that we wrote a long time ago that we are tweaking you know like yeah. oh let's what if we like last night right what yeah. if we stopped and did some hand claps in the middle and we've been playing one that song for six six years yeah. so it's i don't think any True. and when it's your song you yeah. guys can do that right. right i mean that's you don't people in the audience don't necessarily have to have it the same way all the time right Right. And it keeps it fresh for, for us, I think, too, right? Like, I mean, I can't imagine the Rolling Stones playing Satisfaction for I know. the last 40 years, like, without adding. you got to add something, right? You have to do something a little I wonder different. what happens if they do change it, right? Then do the audience, like, right. get, get like, yeah. <laughs> right. it's, they add, yeah. It's such an iconic piece. and, and But uh, No Time for Fame isn't worried about that. No, thing. no, <laughs> we, we haven't, no we haven't run into that yet. <laughs> so tell us about that transition time, then. You did the couple the the EP album and then the the standalone song we just listened to and then so where were where were you in that space of the pandemic were you still getting together still talking about music and you never never let go it was part of it was it was one of my pods I, I think you know I mean it was one of the one of the places where I felt comfortable oh, going. pod I forgot yeah. we had pods right right <laughs> the people we could hang out with and feel like we can trust that they're kind yeah. of Mm-hmm. And it might have been stretching the rules a little bit, right. but I, it, it was like one of the few places I would actually go during that time. It, you know, it was either the the basement to hang out with the family, or I went to band, or I'd get out and I'd I you know get outside and go for a bike ride or something. Right? right? Those were kind of my my things during that time. And our our bass player is a retired uh, epidemiologist, epidemiologist yeah. right? Um, so if Ellen was 
cool with getting together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Blame it on right. Alan. Infectious I see a new song specialist. coming. Yeah, yeah. He, if he was okay, then I guess it's okay for us too. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was weird. We did take. I mean, when it first shut down, oh, we yeah. had we were off for several weeks, maybe two two and a half months or something like that. Well, because that's what we thought. Like we just need right. to do this, and yeah. then it'll all be over. Well, that, right. we were so wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there were yeah there were definitely weeks where we would cancel at the last minute just so someone's not feeling well so why risk it why risk it right did that change the creative process did did it change do you think the song it was there more uh urgency to it was there uh more anxiety what 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 do you think uh happened during that time to produce that what eventually came out of that time i it's a good question i don't feel like the pandemic influenced the songs at all I can't, I can't see it directly either. Yeah. 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 In fact, now that, you know, looking back on it, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, if you, we're so back to normal right now that yeah. I, I've got, I've got a pretty short memory. Anyway, well, so it's I true. Don't. There is, it's, you know, I suppose it's like childbirth, right? Like I, I, I don't remember. Right. right. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, go through that again, but that's good. And maybe that's, you know, part of what we all needed was to have those things that kept us rooted in our, you know, what, what what we wanted to do, the things that really mattered right. for us. And yeah. this must have been something that mattered to all of you. Oh, very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it kind of, it put the, it put the brakes on the creative process for sure. I mean, just if you aren't getting together, you're not talking about ideas and you're not trying new things. Um, I think the ideas that we went forward with kind of came from once we got back into a regular schedule and getting together more frequently again. And mm-hmm. then ideas started to flow and, and we felt comfortable like, looking for a place to go record right which is really exciting for us to talk about here on art zany radio because you were able to go to one of the like greatest recording spaces around here tell us about your experiences well and how you got there you're right i mean (laughs) you you we we had recorded up in the cities at winterland studios um and they were great uh had a really good experience up there um, and we've known living in town that Pachyderm is right down the road and, of course, very famous for having well, a lot of famous artists there, but most notably Nirvana recorded in, in utero. And mm-hmm. So to have that there and, and always heard about it, Mike and I at one point were like, well, let's 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 go and take a look. Right. Let's yeah. just go in there and, and make a, and go take a and talk to the recording, the sound engineer. And, mm-hmm. and we got there and walked through the house because it's a residential recording studio. Right. So they have a house and a recording studio. And when you go there, you, you, you get the whole property. It's on a trout stream. It is a 1970s style and and still oh. decked out 1970s <laughs> orange carpet and wood paneling and green <laughs> avocado lamps yeah just really i didn't fun. realize so then the band actually is when you when you rent the studio you're actually physically you in the space yes. yeah in that headspace of that time and era but yet with the nature all around you and the, oh, pretty amazing that might be some of the magic that happens there yeah for oh, sure for sure it becomes a retreat. I mean, you you know, it, and a, a retreat, a potluck, a, a recording <laughs> weekend. Uh, it, it just it's a really interesting experience. Really fun. Yeah. And so, uh, how were you able to get, find a spot on the schedule? And you know, how does that work? I guess I don't know as a, a fan of music, right? Of um, how competitive those things are. How um, 
you know how how, how you how long in advance you have to to book something like yeah. that uh you know you it it isn't as hard as you'd think it was right yeah. like there we we talked to neat uh, uh nick feedback over there who's the kind of runs the show and he's an amazing guy yeah, i mean guy. a real shout out to him because he is the best and and i think it was just a couple of weeks i mean we looked out maybe like three months maybe yeah. something like that um to get on the calendar and uh, you know, they have bands that'll come in there, I think for a day or a week, or when we got there, there was a pretty big Minnesota band that had just been there for a whole week. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think it's just this fluid calendar of, of rotating musicians through there. Um, and, uh, and, and it was relatively easy to book quite honestly. And for, for most of us who've never been in a recording studio, what was it that, uh, t you know, tell us about walking into that space. Mm. Is it, you know, the, the soundboard I would imagine is just like a, like a whole instrument, right? I mean, it's it <laughs> kind of an amazing thing. And it then, is. Yeah. The whole control room. I mean, just the, the whole style and what everything is going on over there. The house is its own animal, right? It's its own thing. And then the recording studio is off of that. It's detached. Uh, and you walk in there, giant windows, floor to ceiling, overlooking the woods and the trout stream, mm. and and the control room is looks like something out of Star Trek. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's That's just a good groovy. Description. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This you know, like twelve foot wide mixing board with. I don't know how many channels, a lot of channels. Yeah. Is and, that intimidating then? As you know, since you're used to kind of just being in your basement doing your thing. It's the third time we'd been in a studio, so that felt better. The first, the very first time we went in was was super intimidating. Yeah. Like, where do you stand? What do you touch? What do you not touch? You know, what do you, how far away? Like, what are the, what are the rules? How many takes yeah. am I going to get? Right, yeah. right, yeah. And yeah. so, for those of us that don't know, at the, at what we've seen sometimes on TV shows and movies, right, is each person records their own part. Is that always the way it's done? Can you play it as a band? How, the, well, one of the one of the cool things about Pachyderm, they have, I mean, they have a big live room, and so we were all set up in the same room. Oh, good. Um, okay. And, and we kind of uh, Nick pulls the amps out into other rooms, so it it keeps some of the the loud uh, source, you know, sound sources out of the room, and 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 we kind of track all the the music, you know, the instrumental stuff together live as a band, and then go back and do vocals separately. So. And that for us is so much fun. Uh, the, the first time we did our EP, we, we did it in a more layered fashion like that. We started with the scratch track and then mm -hmm. put the drums down and then put the bass in and just replaced our scratch tracks with the the you know more professional versions. There of, might be people who don't know scratch track. Oh, so just like a, um, a, a really good approximation of how we want it to sound that we recorded in the basement, right? Oh, so, so it's, it's the, like, the, the rehearsal version. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we have the tempo figured out and, and the arrangement locked in so we're not making those decisions while the clock is running at the studio, you know? I mean, once you get in the studio, you want to be focused on the really important things that the studio can help you with, like the sound and the tone and the Sure, because you're paying the, for that space. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to say, you know, you don't want to get in there and start to think about, what if the verse were longer? Is <laughs> yeah. it Bob Dylan that said, know your songs well before you start singing? Yeah. That's, yeah, I yeah. Would, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, right. And then also, so then that scratch track is probably really important for the engineers that, that are working with you. So they're like, okay, this is where we're headed. This is what we can you know uh, yeah. what we're what they're looking for and i can help 
bring that to life for them with right. some better sound quality, some better mixing, better, uh, you know, the tools that, that they have right. access to. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the vocal and backup vocals and like the cello part was an overdub. And right. um, so, it, yeah, you, you certainly layer things on. But for us, uh, we enjoy playing live so much. It, 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 it can feel a little sterile when you do individual tracks, when you're standing alone in a room <laughs> doing whatever you do versus being in a room and, and watching and interacting and uh, right. being, being musicians with each other. Yeah, what what I liked about this too, from a, for, for phone on the wall, um, I did the vocals for and played acoustic on and I was in my own room and he recorded the acoustic and the vocals at the same time. So it was the first time we've done anything like that. Usually mm -hmm. it was go back and do the vocals, but, but Nick is like, Nope, just, Sing while you're playing, and I'll keep thing. them. I'll keep them isolated, and we'll 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 find a way to do that. And so I never went back for the lead vocal part on "Phone on the Wall." It was all taken from. You from didn't live even know that, Mike? Did you? I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it is it is an unusual situation because there's this big room, but you're all in your own corner, and you don't completely have line of sight to right. everything. Yeah, and so, there, the doors yeah, were shut were, right on that in that yeah, room. So glass yeah, doors, but, yeah, yeah. So that that was that was cool because I just felt like. You didn't have to think so much about singing because you're not just standing there with your headphones on all by yourself. You're... Well, and it's probably really unnatural because you wouldn't ever perform it that way. Right. And you, even in rehearsal, you wouldn't even necessarily do it that right. way. You would always have your instrument with you or you're, you're doing your thing, right? And it's, it's a, you, you've built up to that, and now that's how you know it. Yep. And so it, it would be a strange thing. And we do have no, uh, a clip of that phone on the wall uh, that we could play. Sure. Uh, is there any story behind this song that we should tell our listeners about? Uh, I, yeah, um, I think the, the big message here is, again, the lyrics were written years ago with, during that panic attack piece. So the, the, the tagline, you know, just dialed, you know, pick up the phone, right? Um, phones on the wall is uh is a little bit is a nod it's not a little bit it is a nod to just uh if you're struggling right just pick up the phone and and i love that you do phone on the wall because for all of us that grew right. up in that world that <laughs> brings instant imagery right of the kitchen phone or the hallway phone it's something that right. that uh really grabs us so this is uh phone on the wall no time for fame let's take a listen here
No time for fame on Artsany Radio, and that was, no, I got with phone on the wall. I got the wrong, wrong title there, but uh, they are playing this weekend at Imminent. If you want to see them, they are at Imminent Brewing at five nineteen Division Street, downtown Northfield. Just head off right on onto Division Street, head towards the grocery store and the Armory. You'll find them. You'll see all the the people sitting out drinking beer. It's obvious. It's a 
an amazing place in our town. And uh, they start at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. That's the 10th of June in 2023. And it's pretty great that we're back to live music. How are you feeling about being able to be in a place performing? Love it. Super excited. Right. I think we all really missed it. Like, that's what made this town kind of amazing was, you know, anywhere, any night you could go and there'd be something happening. And so to yeah, different styles, different instruments, different. It's a really fun town. Yeah. And so you guys are going to going to light up the town. Uh, you set up inside, I bet. Inside. Right. Yeah. Yep. On that, that stage that, that they have there, they're going to be playing that song. And then you've got another song, too, that's uh, going to be a, a new one for you. Yes. Yeah. We um, first shout out to my, my brother, Eric, oh. right, who, who made a video of that song. So if you go out to our YouTube channel and take a. a a look you can find phone on the wall the video of that and it's no time for fame band you need to look thank up you. on yeah. on the youtube and it is it's a really cool you kind of get that feel of what that studio was like and yeah. your brother did a phenomenal yeah, job i mean it's just yeah, super happy with it uh really really high quality so that'll be something that you should be proud of for a long yeah. time <laughs> right yeah. it's it's memorialized right it's yeah. it's going to be out there forever that's great mm-hmm yeah, the other song we recorded was "Eye on the Ball," and and this one, I, I this is I love this story quite honestly. It was um, we were knowing that we had like a couple of months before we walked into the studio. We wanted to nail down the songs we were going to do and just practice, practice, practice. So we could walk in and and nail it. And we knew we were going to do "Phone on the Wall." We didn't know the other song that we were going to do, and we ran through a couple of our other songs that we know what really well. I just assumed that we would be doing picking another song that we knew really well. And and Mike, these words were the greatest. He said, um, maybe we are going to record a song we haven't written yet. And Ooh. I remember that at band practice. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's crazy. Like, we're two, two months. months away. That That's crazy talk. And, uh, and Mike put us through an exercise where we... Um, Oh, I forgot about that. Right? We're like, well, where do you start with that? Right? Like, how do you go from nothing to now you have to, you're spending money in a studio and you have to have something ready to record. Like, there's a little bit of a gamble and risk there. Mm -hmm. High stakes. High stakes. And Mike said, well, let's do this, right? I think if I get this right, it was like, let's, uh, you know... Chris, what key would you want to sing this in? I'm like, well, key of F works for me, right? Uh, uh, and Alan, what uh, what style should it be? And what was the other one? I think we right. asked pick uh, Mark, artist. pick yeah. an artist that yeah. it should sound like, right? And we just kind of, so so that is where things started. And so you that's a really key to the creative process is you don't have a blank slate then. Because right. staring at a blank slate is intimidating for anybody. Uh, an empty mm-hmm. canvas, uh, yep. you know, a, a slab of clay, uh, what you know, whatever you've got, it, it's really, really hard. But if you just, I, I say it to people all the time, just pick like, you know, is this about a, a boy or a girl? Is this uh, red or blue? Is this, uh, right. you know, just anything yeah. to narrow the possibilities. You can always expand and change your mind a hundred times but that's really key so how long from that point of saying okay i've got the key i've got the you know style i've got the you know did you do go to like a rough draft if you will there were a couple of weeks where that was just sort of fumbling around and but it was it it did it it got us loosened up and and got us generating ideas and i just didn't want to i didn't want to lose that opportunity at pachyderm right and i just i felt like (laughs) There, I just deadlines again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I just felt like that there was an opportunity to to find something that 
we you know would really be of the time and of the moment to to do it pachyderm and it but it, i don't know it was over the course of those couple of months before we were there it was there was a deadline and we we had it mostly figured out by the time we went into the studio we did and yeah. so tell us how this song sounds, because this is one you're going to play at Imminent. Mm-hmm. So folks, can, they got to go to the show to hear it. Right. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what someone picked. I think we said uh, with the, the artist that sounds like, was it Santana? That was in there at one point. It was in there at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a good guitar song. I think there's reggae for a while and that right. sort of fell over. But there's a little kind of that. And I, and I, I don't. It's a it's a it's in a minor key, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I think one of the the things about this song is that it, it's in a minor key, but then the chorus is just a flat out power chord, major chord chorus. So how it's, does it's being very in a minor anthemic. key change it? That's interesting to me. It's something I wouldn't know. Yeah. Tell, tell me what that does. It just adds a little bit of a little bit of dark not darkness yeah. and you know just a little bit of angst I think ah. to it, right? Um, well, and, and your 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 verses are are you know about all the stuff in our life, and it can confuse us and distract us. And then the the chorus is is kind of bold and and more like you know don't let it do that. And, yeah, and, keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. Right? yeah, don't let life distract you. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's done. I, I just love the switch, you know, into the into the major chords because it uh, yeah. one of my friends heard it and said if you guys ever play the excel energy center this is the song you end with because it is <laughs> oh. it's an anthemic song and i thought that was a, a nice compliment that's for, yeah. in many ways right? and, and a good reason to go show up then right, right. i was right. there when right <laughs> they right. did it at imminent right. <laughs> i think a lot of people are going to be able to say that for many years yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> hopefully you'll have many performances at Imminent and yeah. other spaces. But, uh, of course, the, the No Time for Fame is a, such a great uh, title of the band. It really <laughs> suits, I think. You might surprise yourselves, right? You, right. Anything still open to possibility? That's right. That's yep. right. We we would welcome the fame, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> Willing to talk about it. Willing. Okay. That's good Minnesotan talk. <laughs> not too famous yeah <laughs> uh, right and in in those in between times so now you've recorded this and you're going to start performing you've got mm-hmm. um not in addition to this if folks aren't able to come there's an opportunity in july that is in new prague on the 15th no the bell plane bell, bell, plane. bell plane i put yep. the wrong one yep. we talked about the wrong yep. one earlier Sorry. so i'm glad you corrected me bell plane not too far from here um on the 15th that's july at their barbecue days yep Middle so, of the afternoon, out in the middle of their fairground. It's a, it's that's a fun show. I mean, is. it's just the whole town. It's their version of Jesse James days, right? The whole town's there. We're background music in the middle of everything in the in beer the tent. Middle the, of the festival, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. yeah July, in middle of July, you know, it's summertime. There's nothing better than. I mean, music, barbecue. I hope they got some root beer or some beer or something for folks to they sip do. on. Yes, they do. Corn dogs, <laughs> yeah. beer, cheese curds, cotton yeah. candy. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's something to put on the calendar. And then also, you just just learned that in September for our Defeat of Jesse James Days, you're going to be doing a show. Yeah, happy to be back uh, at the Armory um, with Liz and Jonathan on their stage Friday night. Um, what a great place that is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. have all of these venues, and they've been quiet for so long, and we're now back into this groove, and it's just so exciting because there really is nothing. I mean, it's great to watch the, the you know something online, hear it, but to yeah. be in that moment with the other people also listening, it there's a and then the feedback from I'm sure the band and the audience, 
that's it, you know, just there's nothing like it. Agreed. Yeah. Really happy to get back on stage. It's been been since October, so we're yeah. really, really excited about yeah. it. And in this this in between time of having the album and then doing the performances, are you making you know writing new stuff along the way or is that does that process or is there a rhythm to your creating where now it's performing time and then we'll go back to creating yeah. in, in in the winter which is another really good minnesota right 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 <laughs> pattern. That's, that's kind of been our thing is uh yeah. is perform during the summers and record in the you know in the winter it, it, it i'd like to say we'd be writing new music but quite honestly to get three hours worth of music together for this show is uh and and five people who are pretty busy uh it's just been it's like okay we spent all that time recording now we gotta we gotta figure out the other you know 28 songs for tonight and make sure we have those ready to go yeah because yeah, it's a mix of not only your stuff but but tell us a little about the sounds that people will be hearing some of those yeah. uh great you know covers that make people just want to i don't know just enjoy the enjoy the night and yeah we it's yeah. a range i think we've picked a huge <laughs> range of covers to do everything from there's a couple Tom Petty songs in yep. there. Yeah, um, a couple uh, deep cut Tom yeah. Petty songs. Um, Looking Glass and Brandy, we'll do a version of that. Yeah, and Stepping Stone, Stepping Stone by the Monkees. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a super fun song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a, that's such a classic, right? A couple <laughs> Grateful Dead songs. Right. So yeah. you're going yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, and and, and and with Edie, the 2000s, right? Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover uh, Metric. Uh, she yeah is a fan of Black Sheep by metric so we're gonna gonna play that one it sounds like the perfect night and it's been such a thrill to be able to bring this to our listeners i thank you both for being here the band is no time for fame and chris ash and mike Meehan have been my guests what what a thrill i just love your story i love your energy and i can't wait to see what happens on saturday night well thanks paula yeah thanks thanks for having us of course my pleasure and uh folks of course you know this is art zany radio for the imagination i hope you always remember to add some more art zany to your life and of course in the meantime until next time enjoy your imagination